And baby, you could be my Nancy Drew But it ain't no mystery that I fancy you And I could be the shaggy to your Scooby-Doo Me and you together, baby, we can't lose And baby, you could be my Nancy Drew But it ain't no mystery that I fancy you And I could be the shaggy to your Scooby-Doo Me and you together, baby, we can't lose My Nancy Drew Hey everyone, my name is Hugh Miller and I'm your host for the NDW Podcast. This is the second episode of Season 2 and my gosh, we have got an amazing show lined up for you guys. Unfortunately, we are down one co-host. Eli was unavailable for today's recording. He has had some pre... uh, He's been pretty busy for the past month and the recording just happened to land on a day that did not work. Uh, However, we still have Victoria here, so welcome back, Victoria, to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you, thank you. It is always a pleasure to be here. I am excited very much for today's episode. Oh, me too. I just, I'm, I'm getting giddy. I've been giddy about this all day, the last two weeks, really. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So for the first time on our show, we have a special guest. And this person is someone that I personally have been inspired by for a good long time, uh, several years, and have enjoyed seeing the content that they've produced both while at Her Interactive and the new content they're currently releasing uh, on their personal YouTube channel. And for those that haven't already guessed, or for those that may have just looked at the title of the episode, I'm incredibly excited to and honored uh, to welcome Kalina Herman from Story Retold to the show. Welcome, Kalina. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited just to be a part of the Nancy Drew community again but in the in the sense of a fan so oh yeah totally (laughs) well first off i do i i feel i've said it so many times but i feel in person i need to say well not in person but over discord i feel like i need to say thank you once again for everything you did for her interactive and for the fans uh you just you really did bring so much uh enthusiasm to uh, everything you made for the character for the games uh, and everyone who crossed paths with you, be it in real life or uh, virtually, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just so stoked to have you on the show today. It's, it's so awesome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. It was, it was an absolute joy to be in the seat of her interactive, just engaging with the fans for so many years. It was, it was, a, it was my dream job, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you, you are living, you live the dream of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of of fans, and. Uh, that's not something that everyone can say. So even though little Jack, I'm gonna call you little Jackalope every once in a while because that's oh, just what I know you by. Uh, yeah, that's what we grew up knowing you as. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, even even though Kalina did work at her interactive, uh, the show is no or no long. I almost said no longer. The show is not affiliated and never has been affiliated with her interactive uh, or anything that they've done. Uh, and the show may contain spoilers because we don't know what's going to come up. Something might come out and we might spoil the culprit. And just just so you guys know, there may be spoilers as always. I'm just so excited for this. And we're just going to talk Nancy Drew. We're going to talk about uh, Kalina at Her Interactive and what she's doing now. And that's about it. It's going to be great. So to start off, Kalina, you were at Her Interactive for over 10 years. Do you want to talk about... Um, sort of how you got started with them, uh, even as far back as being on the advisory panel and up until when you left? Oh my goodness, it's such a long story. It's pretty much my life, (laughs) really. (laughs) I mean, I started playing the games when I was 11. I started uh, testing the games at Her Interactive and beta testing them when I was 14. Um, And then I went to college and at the end of college, because I had connections at Her Interactive from advisory paneling and beta testing 
they knew me. And so at the end of college, I asked, hey, would you take me as an intern? And they're like, yeah, sure. Let's go through the formal process. And they hired me. And that's when I became game production intern for three months. Um, and then they learned that I had some Photoshop skills and they needed some extra help in their marketing. So I came, actually, I came back for one week in September to help officially test, like hard test, Shadow <laughs> at the Water's Edge. Oh, nice. Um, because they lost one of their testers because they had to leave early for something else. I came in, tested for a week as an official tester, and then that's when they actually learned I had Photoshop skills. And they called me back into marketing. I got a marketing internship, end of November. It was snowing the day it was I was supposed to start, <laughs> and like no one was the off in the in the office. I can't talk. Uh, when I showed up, but I was too excited. I took the <laughs> treacherous trip through the snow in Washington to get to the office because I wanted to be there. Um, and, and interned for about uh, a year, or no, not a year, uh, seven months, really. And that's when they're like, you know, you've been doing a pretty good job. Uh, we need the help because more marketing people have left to bigger and greater things. And so uh, that would be Jared, who hired me full time as a marketing coordinator. And I was marketing coordinator from 2011 until... Like 2019, 2018, 2019, my title slightly changed to marketing and production coordinator because I got to do a little bit more production behind the scenes stuff for Midnight in Salem. And then I left uh, just, what was it? Uh, June 14th. So it was like the anniversary of my 10 year time at Her Interactive. And it, I'll give you a tip. In the career world, in the white-collar career world, <laughs> 10 years is too long to be at one company. <laughs> like, you're supposed to move right. from job to job, add experience, um, gain uh, contacts, and grow and just move. But it was her interactive. It was my dream job. That's where I wanted to be. Exactly. But the time came where I just needed to uh, challenge myself more. And so that's why I left. So... For a piggyback question, unless if you don't mind, yeah. Hugh. No, please go ahead. So, when you were like, what was what was a typical work day like for you? Was every day different, or did you have like kind of a set routine? Like you would come in and y your checklist, you know, per se, was always kind of the same. Well, it really depended on which season we were talking about, <laughs> um, because so. I'm going to give two separate answers. The first five years I was there in marketing, when we were doing two games a year, um, that was really, really busy. Like we were always doing something exciting. There was very little downtime. And so what a day would look like during the quiet um, part of the seasons, about halfway in between each game launch, uh, I would come in, I would check my email, I would get an extra coffee or breakfast because uh, I couldn't eat so early in the morning so I'd eat at work needed to be accomplished. Usually it would end up uh, being some graphics that I needed to make for social media, some sales. Um, usually during the downtime, it was focusing on contests and promotions and creating fun stuff, just fun stuff to fill uh, the online world to get attention it was more of our outreach time to get more uh, more players interested in our games. On a busy part of the season, when we were in game launch, 
it would be, oh my gosh, we got to triage everything that's going on because what comes first, the chicken or the egg? We can't have the, we can't have, um, uh, art for social media if we don't have the cover illustration done yet. So we got to communicate with a cover illustrator uh, to make sure that it was coming along well. Okay, in the meantime, we're going to work on some other things. Uh, oh my gosh, I had did so many different things from social media to graphics to contests to video editing, <laughs> amateur sooth blog videos, writing the blog. There was always something going on, so that was a daily thing. Puzzles. And also I got to be a part of several walk through meetings behind the scenes which was so fun so awesome fun yeah um but it was a little bit slower um the last five years because we only released a couple of games codes and clues and midnight in salem so we did a lot of um i did a lot of like production related work like uh early meetings for game for the game or some how would i describe it I mean, we worked on like the script or uh, collecting assets or gathering ideas or delivering things to people. A lot of it would sound like boring stuff, but we did a lot behind the scenes. Not much to talk about, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's such an interesting topic, uh, Midnight in Salem, especially on your end. And I I, I personally have about like a, an endless list of questions uh, <laughs> and I have talked about it in my videos tons and tons of times. Uh, and I, I want to ask like all of them, and I know we don't have all the time in the world, but I also know that you can't talk about all of them, but um, or even answer all of them properly. But I think, yeah, I know for a lot of people, it was, and again, I, I just want to more say this rather rather than ask this, but I think for a lot of people, the uh, even for you guys, the the lack of not well, maybe not the lack, but the the slowdown of communication. Uh, about the about the new title coming out was I think it was just such a drastic change uh, from the previous games uh, that it, a lot of people just were really and I'm sure you guys dealt with this on like a day to day basis was just yeah. how many people were just like when's it coming out when's it coming out it's never coming out I can't believe her interactive has done this and um I guess I guess yeah. I could bring a question out of that but how how was that for you guys to deal with that every day for like four and a half five years it was disheartening i'm gonna be honest it was hard because i could there were things happening behind the scenes i just couldn't talk about it and it was it was a little it was sad it was like the communication style definitely changed but that's because of how secret everything was supposed to be kept for midnight in salem because there were a lot of uncertainties I mean, obviously we knew that we were switching game engines, but we didn't know what the whole process was going to look like. We had a fine-tuned, well-oiled machine when it came to our proprietary engine, sure. We knew exactly how it worked and what the time frame would be and what to, um, you know, how long to spend on a certain art piece before we move on to the next thing. But we didn't know that with Midnight in Salem. We didn't know how long it was going to take to finish the characters. Like, we were working on the characters until... Oh, goodness, so close to the release date because we were working so hard to make them at least acceptable. There were so many moving parts, so many learning curves. And I think that's why we didn't want to say anything because when, when let's say when we were baking a cake, if we don't follow the same recipe that we're familiar with, then we're not sure it's going to turn out the way we expected. Right. If that makes sense. 
So yeah. we weren't sure if Midnight in Salem was going to be as close as we wanted it to be in our heads. So it went through so many hurdles and changes and learning curves that it was just hard to pinpoint and hard to share. Well, okay, here's what Judge Danforth looks like in concept, but, you know, he might change three times just because we can't get his model um, proportions right to the environment, Right. for example. So I think, yeah, um, I've got a bit of a theory on how... Uh, on how things went following the uh, the release of Sea of Darkness up until Midnight in Salem release. And my my thought, based on having read articles and uh, seeing what past employees have said, um, and I just, my understanding was that, or my, my uh, idea was that you guys released Sea of Darkness, and then uh, because of the layoffs that happened before Sea of Darkness released, um, that caused you know a pretty big halt in the in the production of Midnight in Salem or the original version of Midnight in Salem, uh, and then um, as far as I know, uh, Penny Milliken wanted to go and I think try out a different direction, which is where Codes and Clues came from, and then I think the development of that mix I think that took up most of the time between. The, uh, the end of C, and then finding a new company to work with to make Midnight in Salem, which I'm going to guess you guys found the company in late 2017, which is, I believe, why you guys put out the press release saying we're targeting spring 2019. That's my guess. You don't have to confirm or deny any of that, but I've just I've had that theory that that's the timeline of uh, of how things went. Just based on information-ish. Yeah, I mean, you probably have a a good assumption based on your investigations than I have because I do not know. Oh, really? Because we found um, Mapumi and Toy Box Studios. I I believe some of them, some of the people there were previous contacts or had already been in communication with the leadership. But I guess there was a... There's a lot of uh, business things that I was not privy to. Right. Not to say that was a bad thing, but I'm not sure when that all transpired. Um, however, Codes and Clues was a big focus for us only because I know I was involved with, <laughs> with, with that and marketing that. Right. So we might have been in communication with uh, Mapumi during Codes and Clues, but I'm not, I'm not really sure. Okay. Interesting. So I have a question about... Um, uh, I think you mentioned a little bit ago that you were involved a little bit in the production of Midnight in Salem. Uh, what are you out allowed to say? Like what aspects of production you had influence in? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I did get to do like a lot of research, um, mostly from my special perspective of I know the fans really well. <laughs> mm, nice. Um, so I did a lot of asset. Um, and information gathering first to give to the team to base their design off of. So I I gathered everything from the Wikipedia or internal Wikipedia of Sea of Darkness, um, Silent Spy, Ghost of Thornton Hall, and I shared what those key favorite, th- we picked C because it's the newest, but I picked some of the most popular Nancy Drew games, and I pointed out the areas that fans really, really liked. And I tried my best best to explain a a proper balance between like puzzles and how much 
Our players loved the story. So um, a lot of, um, what would be the right word? A lot of advocating to the brand uh, mm. for the fans. Um, so I did a I lot I of that. Say for fans, we appreciate that you would go to bat for us in that way. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I, 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 I can be quite vicious in an argument. So I was trying to maintain a good business sense in it but i also had to respect the leader's decision of course yeah <laughs> um so i mean i think oh goodness what would be a really fun story for midnight asylum i think i was really pushing for some logic puzzles because that was one of the top um top reported top commented top scoring in the surveys puzzles that fans wanted was uh logic puzzles so um I think one of the cool things that was implemented was some 3D movement um, in object manipulation in mid. Um, anyways, I'm digressing. <laughs> Let me back up. <laughs> um, no, I also worked on uh, reviewing and correcting the script and um, making sure that Nancy wasn't saying anything or doing anything that was out of character. Um, unfortunately, a few things did slip through with the Hardy Boys that were a little... Uh, continuity related it wasn't a big deal but there were things that were missed we were running so fast with the script so many edits and turnarounds so i was involved with the script i actually got to go to some recording um, oh. sessions which was really fun oh, so that sick. sounds so amazing it was you know i'm kind of you know you kind of get starstruck even though we work <laughs> for the company but you see all these actors like oh my gosh you're the voice of joe hardy yeah, <laughs> yeah I, absolutely can i have yes. your autograph so I actually got my picture taken. This was years ago, though. Right. Uh, Jonah von Spreken. I did oh. get my picture taken with Jonah von Spreken, who did the voice of so many characters. Plus, oh Frank yeah. Hardy. But anyway, I, I digress. I, I did. Yeah, that's those are the things I did with Midnight in Salem that come to mind at the moment. Are you at all allowed to even tease about how much work was done on the original version that the old team was working on, or is that yeah. like an off-topic sort of deal? Um. I don't know how much I can say. There was the concept. I know that was done because obviously we worked on the teaser trailer, which you see at right. the end of C. That was done. Um, I know some basic gray box modeling was done for the town. Okay. Um, and I do know that we switched around a couple of characters in their locations. The story is actually pretty close to the original with a few, oh, it is, eh? a few um, tweaks to motive means and opportunities for some right. characters. So those were switched up just a little bit. Interesting. Okay. That's good to know. So 15 game or nearly 15 games launched while you were working as an official employee uh, at her. Wow, really that much? Uh, I, I, think, I think I counted because you were there. You, so you said 2011 you officially started? Yeah, so I was there for Trail of the Twister and Secrets Can Kill Remaster. That's that year. Oh, we're going back that far then. 2, 4, 6, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, and codes and clues. Am I missing anything else? Oh, um, I was there for Shadow Ranch Mobile as well. Oh, that's One, right. Two, yeah. Three, four, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. About fourteen. That's but, insane. Unless I'm missing something. <laughs> Not nonetheless, around around fifteen, fourteen, fifteen games. That's that's yeah. incredible. Um, was there a game uh, out of the bunch that was really 
really memorable to work on or to help market uh, or just yes. just sort of see all the behind the scenes for? Yes. Um, I think my... F- so Shadow at the Water's Edge was it, it is very dear to my heart because I was in game production during that game. And um, I actually... <laughs> I was very proud of this. I, I got to do a little bit of sound editing for the game. Oh, yeah. So I would just do, I would search through our audio library, and I was tasked to find the right audio for the pachinko parlor. And also oh, in the cool. baths, in the baths, um, yeah, we had a very short collection of uh, arcade sounding sound effects. So that was a very <laughs> fast project. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, to get with stock stock audio um but when it came to like in the baths for shadow at the water's edge uh i actually did some audio editing for the wicker baskets this is so silly (laughs) we didn't have anything for wicker baskets but we did have a wicker rocking chair sound effects so you have that kind of sound effects i can't really do it very well but i had to splice that up so that it would just sound like a creak or that's amazing so those sound effects for the wicker baskets when you pull them out at the baths, that, that was me. I right. Oh, that. that's so sick. Um, but it come, when it comes to marketing, I think my favorite season was the launch of Ghost of Thornton Hall um, because we were promoting a really fun game that people were hyped about. And it was just so much fun. And it was also we were also teasing out uh, the Silent Spy at that time. So it was a double hitter. That season was probably my favorite. I remember when those games came out very well because we were in the midst of, uh, I was finishing up grade seven and we were getting ready to move out to where we're living right now. And I remember seeing the teaser trailer for Ghost of Thornton Hall, I think in one of the Her Interactive videos you made for the Amateur Amateur Sleuth blog. I think they were like sort of uh, tweaking it or something in the video. And then I finished the Deadly Device and I saw the full thing there and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um... And then sometime later, the official trailer for it came out. And I'll tell you what, I watched it. I'm like 12 at the time, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I actually couldn't get to sleep that night. Not because of excitement. I was actually terrified. Oh. And uh, and then I remember uh, when the game came out because uh, I think I, I, I ordered Ghost of Thornton Hall or pre-ordered it. And then I also ordered Shadow at the Water's Edge. But when I ordered it, it or, or it shipped the bonus edition of both games, and so I was excited about that. And mm-hmm. then when the Silent Spy came out, I remember or, or getting that shipped here, and it came about a month late because I'm in Canada. And then um, I was so excited, I posted a picture about me getting the game on Instagram. I was like, "No way, this is so cool!" But I, yeah, that's that's me digressing about the uh, my my uh, my view of the launches of those games. But uh, can I share just one please, of my most absolutely. proudest, proudest moments? Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to brag about it, but I am go brag ahead. away. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I did the trailer for Ghost of Thornton Hall and oh. for Silent Spy. Oh, so good. The Honestly. teaser? No, the official trailers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Honestly, I and I, I've seen you post about this before, uh, Kalina. Like, I, I, I think the trailer, the official trailer for Thornton Hall is probably my favorite out of all of them i just like it's just it's so good yeah i was gonna say i think both the teaser and trailer for thornton hall are probably the strongest in the whole series so good yeah thanks it was it was a ton of fun (laughs) would you say that 
Uh, would you say that either Ghost of Thornton Hall or um, Shadow at the Water's Edge are the games that you're the most attached to, either as a fan or as through the the lens of employee? Or would there be another game that you would say it'd be like you're most emotionally attached to that? Shadow at the Water's Edge, for sure. Just because it was the most memorable time. I, I guess I guess because it was my internship, it was... I was like starstruck every single day I came in and I was immersed in Shadow at the Water's Edge. I think we got tired of listening to the music because <laughs> we were in the game uh, bug testing and uh, checking sound effects and checking scenarios and so many different things. So I was in the game so much during that season. So Shadow at the Water's Edge for me, it was probably the closest. So to wrap up the, the her, although I could, I honestly, I could talk about if we had endless time i would want to just talk about your time at her interactive forever um but just to wrap it up because of our own time constraints uh, constraints how difficult after 10 or over 10 years how difficult was it to to leave her interactive oh my gosh it was so hard i i didn't really want to leave right <laughs> uh it was it was practically my whole life um i've been there for so long and it felt like home yeah uh, cause in, even if we were in different offices, that headspace, that community, the, um, the fans, the content, I knew all of it so well. And I knew, I knew, I knew, yeah, I knew the demographic. I knew what to do. Uh, I was proficient in the, the tasks that I had. So, oh my gosh, I don't, I can't even say anything more than it was so hard. It was so hard. And I, I mean, I can't let go entirely. Because I still want to be a part of the community and the games, and I'm I'm clamoring just to hear more information. Um, I still have people that I talk to, and in her interactive, you know, just just to touch base because I'm still kind of colleagues, friend. Oh, my computer just quieting down. Am I still there? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. No, it's it's something that I'm still counting myself as a part of. And like I mentioned in my blog post, I might have the chance, and I may just do so, uh, to contract work again with Her Interactive just as a, a a brand specialist and someone who can do some extra side tasks to help uh, production behind the scenes for the next game. So what is... Uh, are you? Can you tell us like what's next for you? Are you just kind of enjoying being a mom for now, or do you have like a plan for your next step? I have so many things I want to do, and <laughs> so little time to do it. Um, at the very moment, at this very moment, I am a mom full time and a full time worker for Microsoft. Oh, um, cool! Indirect. Oh. It's indirectly because I'm a I'm working with a vendor company, but we okay. work on Xbox. Oh, nice! Wonderful. Maybe maybe you've heard of Xbox. I don't oh know. yeah, <laughs> I, uh, the name's familiar. Yeah. It's a little familiar. Yeah, I'm a project manager now, so I'm dealing with a lot of. Um, I take projects, I take information, uh, summarize it all up, make sure I've got all the content I need, and then pass it on to the right person, review it, and say, "Good to go. Let's publish it. Let's make it work." So I get to do a lot of stuff that is challenging and different and not as creative. So that's why I really wanted to beef up my time in my hobby. Well, hobbies, I should say, <laughs> with Story Retold. I want to be playing more games. I want to be creating content. 
I want to do art and crafts and see if I can't sell it someday. So, um, oh my goodness, so many things in the future. Maybe I'll do a podcast. I don't know. Live streaming. I don't know. There's a whole bunch that I want to do. Just so little time. So I'm slowly working on it. Just working on my website first. Got to get the base done. Oh, my biggest project right now is I'm trying to build my own version of a Nancy Drew wiki about the games. Oh, wow on my website and it's taking forever and hugh thank you very much for your this was like what in january when you provided oh, some yeah. insight to message in a haunted mansion i I'm forgot trying about to work that on, yeah yeah i'm trying to work on um a trigger list yeah so when you talk to when you complete a task for rose in haunted mansion uh that triggers the availability of the next task you know a list you- that some speedrunners could probably help you with a list like that. Oh yes. yeah, I need to ask them. That would certainly help. Yeah, those those details I think could be cool to find because oh, that's what yeah. the message boards were pretty much all about. It's like people asking, "Hey, what do I do next? I did this, 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 and that. What's supposed to happen next?" Aside from talking to all the characters and re-exploring everything, whatever that last big item was should have triggered the availability of something else. Right. Oh, exactly. That's- Something I'm very slowly working on. <laughs> oh, big task. Yeah. It'll take years. That's a great transition into the next set of questions. And because I, I did want to talk about uh, Story Retold. And so you started that, you, you started uploading to that channel uh, back in 2017, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you tell us about the process or just sort of what spurred the decision of, uh, of starting the channel? And why it's called Story Retold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what inspired me was Day 9 TV on Twitter. Oh, yes. When they oh, played yes. Shadow at the Water's Edge. And so I good. was bawling with laughter it's at so their good. gameplay. Because guess what? The Nancy Drew games are not easy. They're not. They're really hard. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when they're, they're drinking the whole time. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted, I realized that... Um, uh, with with who knows when the next game was going to come out, Midnight in Salem. Uh, I didn't <laughs> know when the next, um, you know, when I'll be able to be as creative and creating content as fast and as much as I was with two game launches a year. So I wanted to do something fun. I wanted to practice my video editing skills um, in a space where if I messed up, there's only <laughs> maybe... 10 people watching instead of <laughs> thousands. Yeah. Um, but story retold, I thought a long time about that name. And I know you need to have kind of a unique YouTube channel and maybe even a story behind it. Right. And so I wanted it to be generic enough that I was not too niched down or niche, niched, right. uh, locked into any one topic. So I decided to call it Story Retold for the sake of books and games uh, that have great stories uh, that I like to experience and re-experience over and over and of over course. again. Of course. Okay, like, cool. The Nancy Drew games <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um, and so you, you mentioned uh, your website and how it has... Uh, exponentially grown, I guess, because uh, I, I remember I, I looked up your website before you updated it to what it is now, and um, it was pretty mm-hmm. simple and just had like very, uh, to put it loosely, like basic information, <laughs> I guess, about you um, and who you were. And 
seeing what it, it has become now, was that was that always sort of like part of the plan was to bring a website into it? Or did you originally just see it being a YouTube channel? So way back in college, they highly encouraged um, to have an online portfolio presence since right. I, was, I had a sort of art degree, kind of an art degree, uh, visual communications. So it's art and okay. communications together. They really encouraged that. And I never really got around to it because, hey, I got my dream job. Why do I need to make a website? Exactly. So, I mean, I, I built my website just for the sake of practicing WordPress and HTML since I was dabbling that in that for my actual job. Right. And I wanted to get better at coding. And I wanted to understand how plugins worked and all of the technical stuff behind the scenes. So I worked more on my website. Um, and then when I started um, adding more videos to Story Retold, I thought, hey, you know, other big YouTubers have an online website presence. Uh, let's add that to the mix. And and then also, I, why don't we just throw in a wiki and just pour all of my information, my knowledge into one place so that it's one place where people can go for Nancy Drew games. Oh, so um, awesome. Not that there's a million other places you can go, but yeah. uh, offer <laughs> offer what I have to the world. Right. That's so, I guess, yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I go on your website. I just, I, I'm curious, actually, uh, how, how similar is it to the, the internal, her interactive wiki? Oh, it's, it's very different. It is very different. Very okay. different. Um, so the internal wiki for her interactive used SharePoint, which is a Microsoft product. Okay. Um, which is very, very complex. I mean, I did build two complete wiki sites for a few games um i don't remember which ones i think it was for stay tuned for danger because we just didn't have it and right uh and then secrets secrets can kill remastered and shadow ranch and shadow ranch mobile so it was it was a very calm sharepoint was very complex and the way we had it was not always intuitive. So I thought maybe let's try to make it somewhat easy and do my own version of wiki. By the way, the way I'm doing my wiki is just by making blog posts with links inside that's brilliant. each one. That's that's easy. That's simple. That's all you need to do. If the information's there <laughs> and it's easily accessible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. What are your future plans for uh, for story retold? Oh, goodness. I would love to grow the channel. Um, I plan on playing all the Nancy Drew games in junior mode, uh, master mode, in other languages, because I've got those two. Right on. Um, af after that, maybe just live stream just to have, I mean, I, I can't live stream in my capacity right now just because of scheduling. But I also want the channel to have more artistic merchandise. Like I want to make wooden signs that say it's locked, so you could put that on your front door or at oh. the front door someplace. You know, arts and crafts that are similar to the games I play. Yeah, that would be just fun. So that's that's that too. Um, what else did I want to do? Oh goodness, there's so many things. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to make um like a a doodling version of my own strategy guides without creatively using any of the Nancy Drew brand because I I cannot I cannot make a strategy guide in the Nancy Drew name. It's licensed by Simon Schuster. I don't have the permission for that. But if I make it very generic and just take you know you you know how you take handwritten notes for the games. I was gonna do that but like doodle in the Sunny June style. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> and, 
very condensed, simplified. But yeah, you know, all kinds of fun arts and crafts projects and just really add to my website and the channel. All kinds of fun stuff. That is so cool. I love it. I am a. I'm always looking forward to it. When I get excited when I see a new video pop up, so that's that's great. I'm so I'm I'm stoked. Can I tell a quick fun story real quick before we do like listener questions. Yes. Yes. So I I started streaming on Twitch in April of 2016, and I remember very early seeing one of my very few viewers because i'd only run like two or three a stream at the beginning but i remember the name story retold being there at the (laughs) beginning having zero idea who that was and then i think it was december of 2016 i was streaming shadow at the water's edge and you said something in chat and I got suspicious. <laughs> and I think I sent you a message and I was like, are you who I think you are? And you were yes. like, you sent me like a wink back. And I was like, oh. and I was like, I have to keep it cool on stream. That is oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, I I was lurking for years. Yeah. Um, I just I just kept my name hush hush because I didn't want to promote myself over mm-hmm. her interactives. So it was just me just hanging out with the other fans. That is that is amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I, I had a similar encounter actually when Argo Fump showed up and I was playing uh, one of the Francie Drew games. I was like, Ooh. unbelievable. There he is. <laughs> um, yeah. That's that's so cool though. Yeah. Because I, I remember seeing Story Retold as well. And like w- when I, I think you followed me on Twitch like years ago and I never, I didn't know who it was. I just assumed it was just another person. Yep. And uh, you were just, you've got, you're just like making uh, like your underground little connections. And all of a sudden you just like <laughs> rise up. You're like, it's me. And it's like, oh no, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I keep, this sounds creepy. I keep tabs and I follow a lot of Nancy Drew players and yeah. fans who do stuff online. So just to see what they're talking about, what they like, what they don't like. And sometimes I join in chat. And actually, it was fun. Sometimes sometimes some streamers uh, don't. When I was working for Interactive, I would hop into a, a stream um, who was playing a Nancy Drew game and be like, hey, you're doing a really good job with your audience. Um, developer in chat, hey, do you want an extra code for another game? Just because I like you and I want to give it right. to you because I was the one who gave out promo codes oh, to nice. influencers. So it was just kind of fun. I was using my celebrity status to be like, hey, <laughs> thanks for playing our games. I'm here. Play on. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so let's move on to listener questions. Uh, so we've got four people that sent in questions. Uh, the first one, or the first, uh, let me see here. The first seven come from uh, someone named Moira. Um, and the first question is if you guys could live, we can, we can keep these really simple and quick as well. Uh, if you guys could live, this applies to all of us, in, uh, anywhere else in the world, where would you live? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say for me, it would probably be uh, somewhere in England. Not sure where, but somewhere in England, probably in the country. Uh, I think if I were to pick anywhere in the States, I would pick Orlando because I'm a huge Disney parks fan as well. Um, And so I would want to go like all the time to the Disney parks. But if I were to pick anywhere else outside of the States, I think I would probably want to live in Venice. Mm. Ooh, those are good answers. 
goodness, mine mine is not going to be that exciting. Um, <laughs> if I could live anywhere, I would probably stay in Washington State. I would just move into a nicer, um, a particular area called uh, May Valley, and it's in the Issaquah area. It's very nice, but it's also not too far from the cities uh, near oh, Bellevue, nice. actually, where the older interactive office was. I, oh, I really cool. like really like Washington. The weather terrific. <laughs> um, but it's also really pretty and peaceful. Um, but if I was to live anywhere, I, I got to go with the Cotswolds in England. Nice. Right nice. On. All right. Um, the next question, uh, I guess we could, we could answer the second half. The first half doesn't really apply to any of us. Uh, the first half is, what are you studying in school? I don't think any of us are in school right now. Uh, but the second half is, what are you doing for work right now? Uh, so, Victoria, if you want to start that off. Oh, uh, well, um, so I'm still doing some side project production things. I've done a little bit of voiceover work. I spent a few days on set. Um, I I did a series of car commercials a couple months ago uh, that are trending throughout the Southeast United States. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, just like little stuff like that. And then, but my regular nine to five job is I am a supervisor at an allergy clinic. So that nice. is what I do just during the day. That's so awesome. I saw your post about um, that car commercial or that, that picture of you posting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Car, whatever. Is it? it was a billboard or just an ad? Yeah, it was like they took a bunch of stills for like their website and like all their socials and stuff. So. That is so cool. That's awesome. So you're acting, yeah? Yeah, so yeah. When I can. Not as often as I hope to, but I just take the jobs as they come. So. Well, very cool. Adding Adding to the... Portfolio, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, Kalina, you mentioned you're working for Microsoft, uh, not directly, but through another company. Yeah, yeah, I work for Hanson Consult Group, uh, which works on support.xbox.com. So when you go to the website for Xbox Help, that's uh, my team who works on that. And when you turn on your Xbox to go to Assist. It's the all all of those help articles. That's also part of it. So oh, that's cool. what I'm doing now. Um, but uh, I guess you could say what I did study in school was visual communication. I think I mentioned that earlier, which was right. it's pretty much like a graphic design um, degree, but it was a lot more training, uh, real world training with uh, different kinds of experience points and how to apply uh, art and communications. Right. Okay. How about cool. you, Hugh? Uh, well, I am currently, until I go to Vancouver, I'm currently working at a local toy store. And uh, I work there, I started working there back in 2019. And uh, I've just been working there sort of during the summers. And it's it's been awesome. And I, I love it because I'm a huge Lego fan and we carry Lego. So whenever new Lego orders come in, I'm just, uh, as, the, as that one... One villain in Danger on Deception Island says, I was like a kid with a key to the candy store. I just couldn't help myself. And that's just, it's awesome. So that's, that's what I do. You get that sweet discount. <laughs> I do. It's great. I, I, I save so much money on Lego. It's, it's terrible. My wallet really, I'm not going to survive one of these days. I'm not going to wake up one morning, uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's expensive. so expensive. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. Uh, the next question applies specifically to Little Jackalope. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, this person is just wondering how your kids are doing. Oh, that's very sweet of them. Um, my kids are crazy, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're in the toddler stage and baby stage. Um, Cassian is two and a half. He isn't really talking just yet, but that's okay. 
He is an absolute sweetheart, and I never thought that I would have a Joe Hardy for a kid. <laughs> He's practically Joe Hardy, but That's very, very awesome. sweet. Uh, the baby, who is about 10 months old, Benjamin, um, he he's he's kind of a handful. He's kind of a drama king. So it's like, <laughs> do I have Frank and Joe Hardy here? It's kind of hard to tell because you're just a baby and you can't really talk and you're complaining about this, that, and the other thing when you don't really need to be complaining. But anyways, <laughs> I could complain. And for posterity's sake, give him a hard time about that. Of course. Uh, no, they're great. They're healthy. They're a lot, a lot of work, which um, is occupying most of my time aside right. from my full-time job. Once they get older and they can entertain each other and play play a little bit better because they're just babies, once they can play with each other and uh, help mommy out with more baking and stuff, which they absolutely like to do at the moment, I'll <laughs> nice. be able to have more more time to do extra hobbies and arts and crafts and maybe include them in that. And uh, So I don't do too many videos with them but because I don't know if they'll be embarrassed about that in the future. So I right. don't post much just for that sake. But they're great. I really appreciate the question. Thank you. That's awesome. I got to say, I think I mentioned it uh, at the time Cassian was born. But that is, again, I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I know you are too. And that is yeah. so awesome that you named him after Cassian Andor. That's just so cool. Yes. And yeah. I just, I, I always get excited. I always, I, a smile always shows up on my face when I see on Facebook that uh, you posted a new video called Jedi Training Number Whatever. Because I'm like, oh, again, yeah. you're calling it Jedi Training, and that's just the coolest thing. I just, yeah, yeah you saw so it. Good. Oh my god, I gosh. love it. I love it. I'm thrilled. Yeah, we are huge nerds in my household. I was trying to get, I was, I was really rooting for Benjamin's name to be um, Ben Kenobi. Oh, uh. <laughs> but my uh. husband Andrew was like, you know, that's a little bit too nerdy. <laughs> so we settled for Benjamin just because we like the name, and then we realized. Um, it's also the name of another captain. Uh, well, not captain. Uh, yeah, he is a captain. Uh, captain Benjamin Sisko of Star Trek oh, DS9. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So yeah, we're that's awesome. Dirty. That's so cool, though. I love that. Uh, next question. We can. This one might be a bit longer, but we can cut through this really quickly. Uh, favorite Nancy Drew character or setting, uh, and or setting. And Kalina, you can uh, you can start us off with that one. Oh boy, um, I actually have to think about this because this is a tough one. Uh, it's Victoria, a it's a very Vito. tough question. Can okay, Victoria um, answer this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, picking a favorite character is incredibly difficult. Um, but I would have to say all the characters from Labyrinth of Lies. I know you're not a huge fan of that game, <laughs> Q, but I absolutely adore Labyrinth of Lies because I adore every single character in that game, right. and I find them all so incredibly fascinating. So pick any of them. Um, as far as setting goes, I mentioned Venice earlier, um, and I might I am actually like really interested in seeing Venice one day because of the Phantom of Venice, and I loved that game so much when it came out that it really made me want to go to Venice. So I would say Venice for for setting, but also next year I'm really hoping that I can go. I've been saving for a while and planning to do this for like probably a year, but I'm gonna try to do it next year and go to Japan. Nice. Um, so we'll see if that can happen next year. Wow. That, that is would awesome. Be amazing. That'd be oh, so goodness. cool. Favorite character. That is really hard to choose. Oh gosh, because you could categorize the core characters. Totally. An option. Or you could limit yourself to all other characters that are not reoccurring to narrow it down. I gotta oh, go. difficult. 
It's so hard. I would go, I've got to go with Bess Marvin mm. just because of with how real she is. Yeah. Like she's honest about her shortcomings and she's a people person, which I am not as good as a people person as I would like to be. <laughs> Bess is just personable and she's yeah. ugly and she's fun and she's supportive. I, I love her. Oh, geez. I, I think for me, the two that or the three that come to my head right now, and again, I, I haven't thought about this all day. I would choose Alexi Markovic, Deirdre Shannon, Great. and um, Ryan Kilpatrick. I just love interacting with those characters at all times. Um, I just feel like there's never a dull moment with those characters. And I feel like they, especially Alexi, ha- uh, I'm going to say specifically Alexi, has such an incredible, rich backstory. Uh, and his character evolution uh, over the course of Alibi and Ashes is just so cool. It's so awesome. I think that if uh, any char- if I could choose any character to make a reappearance, it would be Alexi. Totally. That would be amazing. Unfortunately, the actor had passed away. I was just going to bring that up. I know. He died. In, that, that was 2016, I think, wasn't it? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so, so sad. sad to hear. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, he did several voices for us, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, his memory will live on in Alexi, and yeah. I appreciate what he did for that character because he really brought him to life. He played Marcus in The Cat of Curse. He played Alexi in Ash, and he played uh, Gunnar in Sea of Darkness. And I, I don't know if he played anyone else, but those are the three that I know he played. Yeah, yeah. he played Gunnar, and also, uh, what's the guy that gets kidnapped in Sea of Darkness? Oh, um, Magnus. Magnus. Magnus, yeah. Right. Thank you. He did Magnus's voice too. So this one, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can actually like really answer this one, little jackalope. But uh, the the question is, do you honestly? <laughs> I'm reading it as as it was written. Do you honestly think there will be more Nancy Drew from her interactive, or do you think we've reached the end of an era? Um, personally, I'm an optimist, and I want to say yes. I would be thrilled if even even if they just did one more game and then finished it off there. I I personally would be satisfied with that. Um if they kept going, even better. More power to them. Uh but I my my personal guess is that we're going to see one more game. And again, I I know uh Kalina you can't say anything, but uh either yeah, way. Yeah, the the little that I can say is that I know they are working on it. Yeah. That is truth. They they were working on it uh, since, oh goodness, I remember we were getting some real hardcore stuff done in January this year. Oh, really? Um, that I was involved with. Uh, I can't say too much about what that was, but I think they're amping up again this fall. No way. With some other things. I do not know what the next steps are. They might have been working on it all this time, but I wasn't involved with that. It was like other things happening in the process that I didn't need to be a part of. So I was working on other things. Uh, but yeah, I know I know they are working on it. And I do not know when they're going to talk about it next. I do know what they have in concept. But that is definitely hush hush. <laughs> I am like just thrilled hearing that. Uh, like that's just incredible. Yeah, just having the confirmation is, is good. It, it It gives me some hope and um, cause you know, there was a time where I was a little bit worried I, I, as I could, as I would imagine most of the fans were, but 
yeah, I think we're going to see another game and and I'm I've gotten way more used to the idea of we may just have to wait for, you know, for those updates um, yeah. more than we were before and that's that's okay with me. Um since, you know, obviously the franchise means so much to me, you know, I I'm ride or die here till the end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, and don't take silence as a bad thing. Uh, the yeah. communication style, as as you know, has have changed. So don't don't take that to me. If you see them posting on social media, you know they're still around. So exactly. something's going on behind the scenes. Well, I think I think the reason that that you saying that uh, is more reassuring to me than uh, than I guess the the more standard her interactive response of stay tuned or we are working on something. I think for what you said was that. As you were there and as you experienced it, uh, that that to me has more. Uh, I don't know what the word is. It just it feels more real and tangible than we're working on it. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, it, it does make sense, and it's hard to say the exact same thing over and over again oh, online. I can't even imagine. It looks the exact same way, and you can't hear the tone of my voice when I say. Yeah. They are working on it, I promise. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Um, so, Kalina, I actually was re-watching, uh, I re-watched the interview that I think you did, uh, or that someone did of you for the Her Interactive channel way back in like 2013 oh. or whatever. And uh, the question came up then of, who do you ship with Nancy, Ned or Frank? And someone has asked the exact same question right now. Who and this applies to all of us. Who do you who do you uh, ship? Nancy and Ned or Nancy and Frank? I am a traditional loyalist, and I would have to say Ned because I am I'm, the same. I, I'm yeah. a classic classic Nancy Drew advocate, but I also understand that the Nancy Drew files mm-hmm. took things in a different way, in a different path. And with a whole new Nancy Drew TV series with a CW, they're right. going like way off path uh, yeah. from the original brand. So, I mean, the brand has changed in so many different ways in so many different platforms. So anything can go. Um, but what it really comes down to is which character do you like and which uh, character would be best for Nancy? Logically, Frank would be the best choice. Yeah. But I am... I I'm classic and loyal to one, so I would I would just stick with Ned. And rereading um, the clue in the diary when Nancy meets Ned for the first time, just sharing oh, I love her it. enthusiasm. It's oh yeah, it's touching. Course. Yeah, when she I, meets Ned. Personally, I'm gonna say both because I I agree with both you guys. I think Nancy and Ned like just it it's just it just makes sense. That's the way it's been for decades. Um, but again, yeah, like you said, logically, Nancy and Frank makes more sense. Uh, so I, I personally am going to say both uh, in response hey, to that one. Now that I'm not an employee of Her Interactive, I can say my opinion about something here. <laughs> Go on. Go ahead. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I have a big complaint against the designers and the writers and the team for how they wrote Ned Nickerson in all of the Nancy Drew games. Yes. To be, to be fair, he's a hard character to write in a meaningful way for an engaging game. I to have had him, I've yeah, yeah, to I've make said him this relevant. Before. Yeah, I've said this before. Ned is not the 
It is that he has not given the opportunity in most games to mm. really shine in his personality and character. And I think that's why so many people label him as boring. I don't find him yeah. boring. I just think he doesn't have the avenue in the same way that the Hardys do in a lot of the games. Right. Yep. Exactly. Oh, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. That's uh <laughs> And and the writers and the designers knew knew my my issue <laughs> at the time. So like, come on guys, you, you can do it. Yeah. That is hilarious. Wow, okay. That's good to know. All right. Uh and the final statement, it's not it's not a question, it's a statement from this one person. We still have a couple more people to go through. Uh is that they said love seeing you guys and hope you are doing well. So uh cheers, Moira. Thank you very much for your questions. Um the next two questions come from the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Argelfunth. And uh the first yeah. question is she's listed in the uh, or Kalina is listed in the special th uh, special thanks section of the games before she became an official employee. Uh, could she talk about how that came about? Yeah, the special thanks. Um, the first people that are on the list for the special thanks are typically Simon and Schuster and the people involved with uh, the brand there. Right. But it's followed by the uh, the investors for the company. And then after that, it's followed by all of the people who are advisory panelists and beta testers. Those okay. who, that's what those people are uh, listed. And that's why you see my name and my family's names uh, occasionally in the special thanks section for games 10 on up. Wow. Okay. Now, that's correct so exciting. That's so cool. That is, that's so cool. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think yeah. I think Penny Milliken joined the board of directors around Shadow at the uh, Sh Secret of Shadow Ranch. Did she not? Maybe because I, I remember, remember her her name started showing up in the credits like way back yeah. around that time. She she was a board member before she uh, filled the role of CEO. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question for or from Argofumph is. Uh, this is great. And so this is kind of uh, sort of something from you. Uh, he wants backstory for the flirty girl that you played in Midnight <laughs> Salem. It's crazy that she stole Ned's phone to hang up on Nancy and the game never referenced it again. Did she have a, uh, did this character have a second scene that got cut or what happened? I honestly don't know what the plan was <laughs> for that character. That was me. Yes, yeah. I, I'm not accredited <laughs> to that. I was actually there at the recording studio when we recorded for Olivia. And when oh, she was nice. done, um, some of the her interactive team members each took turns filling for the voices of the townspeople. Okay. And my, my role was uh, to play the flirty girl uh, with, uh, who, were, who was with Ned. And I think the intention there was to create jealousy for Nancy. Right. As a way for the fans to desire Ned back um, because he's starting to drift away. And I don't know, just add some drama, really. So I don't think there really is any resolution as much as I pushed and pushed for it because it wasn't resolved at the end of the game. Right. Um, there was no resolution. I'm hoping that the team adds something like that in, or at least a comment about that in the next the next game or two. Well, it'd be great if they did because I, I kind of agree with Michael. It just like sort of came out of nowhere and was never... Like the juiciest thing in the whole game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, fun fact though, and I, I think I can say this, um, due to production, it wasn't 
uh, timelines. It wasn't added, but she was, there was supposed to be some like dance music happening, like club dance music and the, behind the scenes during that phone call. So Ned was supposed to be at a party or something and there were girls and he was just having a good old time proof that he can have fun without Nancy. I think that was part of it. Okay. Um, okay. And for fun, I, we were trying to get, uh, the Phantom of Venice, uh, dance music inserted I knew it. in there. I knew it, yeah. <laughs> something didn't work out. I think it was like the volume of the bass or something. I don't know. Something about the audio didn't quite work and it was cut. So oh, it's just Now I'm audio. imagining no, Ned in a cat it, suit. But <laughs> I, the music is there. I, I've heard it. Is it there? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, I don't I, remember I, the music, but I may not have paid well enough attention. Okay, well, let, let me rephrase mm-hmm. that. Uh, I... So I, I love snooping through the game files more than anything. Um, and I've extracted like all the vid- or visual and audible files from all 32 games. And, and all the audio... I, I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the audio files for Midnight in Salem is a uh, sort of... It, it is one of the tracks from Phantom of Venice, but it's got like a phone filter on it. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So I know it exists there, but... Oh, I'll have to go back and just make sure that because I'm pretty sure I did hear actually hear the music while playing the game, but I, I I might have to go and check that again. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we got uh, three more quick questions here. Go uh, for it. Hopefully, quick. Uh, this next one comes from Devi, and she wants to know uh, more about how the work environment changed after the big layoffs in 2015. So again, I don't know if you can talk about the, or I, I'm sorry, I know you can't talk about the business end of things, but even from your own, uh, from your view of it as it was happening, uh, that would be, that'd be pretty cool to hear as well. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of uncertainty because I didn't know what was exactly happening or what the plan was. Mm-hmm. Um, we were assured that we were going to look at outsourcing for the next game, but I didn't know when, I didn't know who. Um, so uh, my mission and my focus was the, to continue engaging with fans and keep promoting the games that were existing. So that's if, if that's all I could do, I was going to do the best job I could at it until, until the next game happened. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of business stuff I was not privy to, so I don't really know. It was it was a heavy a heavy day, and that was the day I did find out who the egg culprit was. You kept leaving eggs. No in my desk way. Drawers. Yeah, she had to tell me before she left. It was a she. Was, okay, I kind of I kind of don't want you to say who it was because I think it's such a great secret. Yeah, I, we need the the anonymity. We need the mystery. To exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say there were multiple people involved. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we can oh. save that story for another time. The I plot can thickens. Come back to that. Yes. So many, so many stories behind the scenes. Oh, I love it. That's so great. Okay. And the thank you, Debbie, for that question. The last two questions come from Logan. And the first of his questions is, what was your favorite moment uh, from streaming the games for Her Interactive? Oh, my goodness. Are you named Logan because you're named after Logan from Shadow of the Water's Edge? Because that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, no, my favorite moment on stream Oh goodness, there were so many good good moments. Oh, yeah. I mean, pulling pranks on each other <laughs> and on the stream, <laughs> reading out loud people's comments before we came back to live uh and just narrating them. It was 
teasing teasing people was a lot of fun. Giving away prizes was certainly a lot of fun. I want one mo one memorable moment for me was uh, oh goodness was it a dossier or was it Labyrinth of Lies? It was December of 2018, so I got to look up what that was. I had been working with Tess on training her and getting her comfortable and prepared yeah. for live streaming on her own before I went on maternity leave. Right. And we started like day one with the game and I had her controlling at the helm and she was doing a fantastic job and I was pregnant and I was letting everyone know, you know, I'm going to be away. Tess is going to take over. And the very... And that very night I gave birth and I was not there the next day. No way. And she was, she was, Tess took over splendidly for the next two days. Yeah. And I was able to join in chat as story retold for the first right. time. I think I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go back. It was, it was on day two of December in 2018. I don't remember which game. I think it was a dossier game. Oh my It could have been Labyrinth of Lies. I don't know. Wow, that's amazing. You gave birth that day. That's incredible. Yeah, Holy that, cow. That, that night. It was crazy. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to share one of my favorite uh, probably my favorite moment about uh, all the live streams that I did watch. Um and that yeah. was you got you and Indy were playing the Haunted Carousel and mm. oh, yeah, I think you guys uh, there's something going on in chat where we were sort of joking about how Nancy is like she has like an infinite like a like Mary Poppins carpet bag and she can just sort of go anywhere. Yes. And, and I I made a meme of I, I, I remember that. Yeah, I put like Nancy's head from Codes and Clues on Obi-Wan's body and gave mm -hmm. uh, gave that character Mary Poppins hat in her bag and put like a a TARDIS in the background and all this stuff and uh and I, I couldn't I could not tell you how thrilled little 16-year-old me was to see you guys not only share it on Facebook but to show it on stream. I just I couldn't even believe it. I was like that is that is quite possibly the highlight of my life right there. Oh my goodness. So I that, remember that so well. I oh. think I saved it to my computer here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was yeah, that's I think that was the highlight of all the streams for me personally. But I uh, made a Twitch account to participate in her interactive streams. That's why no, I made a Twitch account no originally. No way. Really? Oh, yeah, really. Awesome. That is oh. so cool. Actually, the other highlight for me was you guys giving me uh, the mod privileges as well. Yeah, that, same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. that was that was amazing, and I think I'm still a mod uh, to this day. But it was a, uh, I'll tell you what, that nothing could get me more excited than that, and being having some something that I made showed on stream like that was so cool. I mean, it's it's a glamorous title to have, to be sure, but sometimes the work can be pretty um, intimidating, especially when the crowd is rough. But we have a really good community, and they behave themselves so well. It's totally, like we don't even really need mods with how great our yeah, community absolutely. is. We did have some trolling a few times, but I think it was, was only yeah. You know, I think there's only one one time that I actually had to use the mod uh, ability, and that was uh, like over however many streams that you guys did that i showed yeah. up for um, yeah i only remember one troublesome time like one troublesome user yeah in any of the times that i was there as well all right and the the final question uh, the final listener question uh is this is i think this is a great question who is one team member you got to work with during all those years uh excuse me who inspired you the most 
Oh, that's an easy question. That would be Robert Riedel. Oh. He was. Yeah, a, he's the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hugh, I think you were the one who interviewed him. I interviewed like, him and played ago. Stay Tuned for Danger with him. And let me tell you, that was the most incredible experience I've ever done for my YouTube yes. channel. Like, oh my God. He is he is very humble mm. and he does not talk about himself very much. And he also has an incredible poker face and he does not show emotion as much as some people do. He has a huge history, um, just experience and skill sets. And he is so talented at what he does. He's done all sorts of things. He's done coding. He's done game design. He's done, done project management for her interactive and before the Nancy Drew games. He is a very artistic person. He's done theater. He's done, he loves birding. He went to school in France. He's fluent in French. Holy he plays cow. Scrabble in French. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. He is, he is an incredible, incredible person and you wouldn't know it when you first meet him. But he was the one who I was in contact with several years as an advisory panelist. Oh, okay. And that's the person I knew uh, to contact when I asked for an internship. And he was the one who brought me on. He was the one who trained me on things. He was the one who taught me things. He's a really good teacher. Oh. Um, when it comes to interviewing, though, he does like to fish for certain answers. And it's like, if I, if I could go back during my interview with him and be like, yeah. okay, I know you're asking for something specific. Why don't you tell me what it is you're looking for so I can answer <laughs> you the way I need to. <laughs> um, but he's, uh, there yeah, he's, he's a really awesome, really awesome guy. So I would say him and I think I'm commented on his blog post that he has, he has got a blog someplace. I don't know if he would even remember me. Oh, he um, remembered you. I was, oh, yeah. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, you came up in our interview that we did. Uh, oh. Or I think it was the interview, yeah. And uh, I had to, I think, give him a little explanation. He's like, oh, yeah, of course I remember her. Yeah. No, it was known it was a lot of people. Yeah. Well, this it was actually when you asked the questions uh, to be brought up in the interview. and um, Oh, that's right. And, and then he was like, oh, yeah, why is she asking? I thought she knew all this stuff. Of course I know yeah. all this stuff. I'm, not, I'm prompting <laughs> him to tell the story. <laughs> oh, exactly. No, it was a uh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, that's uh that covers all the questions that we have. Uh Thank you so much Kalina for joining us. It was totally. a pleasure. Oh my gosh, it was, it was so much fun. I want to I want to come back on again and just chat about Nancy Drew things and stuff. Yes. Well, we will have you back on in a heartbeat. There is no question about that. <laughs> Uh, and I, I know personally, I would love to uh, have you on my channel to do a even just a playthrough of one of the games, uh, similar Ooh. to what I did uh, with Robert. I just think that it's just so fun just to go deep into a game and just talk about everything. So if you're ever interested yeah. in doing that, then uh, that would be so cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. I would, I would, I would highly recommend Shadow at the Water's Edge or well, the Captive Curse. Let's do Shadow at the Water's Edge then. Silent Spy. Oh, you've got you've given me options here. Very good options too. <laughs> no, seriously though, like I I just I can't I can't say thank you enough for well for sh uh, showing up on uh, on the show today. Um but just for everything you've done and uh for all the help that you have given me uh, on my channel and while you're at her interactive, I sent you countless emails and uh I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm just like probably pestering her and then i'm like yeah but this is kind of an important question and so i'll i'll ask it anyways uh and so yeah it was yeah. uh 
Yeah, I really yeah, do appreciate were... everything. Oh, absolutely. It's been my pleasure. I, I love communicating communi- bleh, communicating <laughs> with you guys. And I apologize, Hugh, I did not get back to all of your emails. I know you're asking about a few things like the uh, stationery, which I did not have access to at the time. I think that would have been my answer, but mm. I didn't respond back to it. Yeah, no, that, um, I figured. Yeah, yeah that's totally I, – I, I knew that with you guys having a smaller team, I'm sure there was more things for you guys to be dealing with and for you guys to cover. So uh, – I, I would go into a, an email expecting either no response or not a response for a while. Uh, nothing against you, obviously, because I, I just know how busy you guys are. But uh, it, it, it was totally the busyness. I wish yeah. I could have gotten back as fast as I could have because no, there were no, some no, fun don't projects worry. I wanted to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah. Well, I got to say, this was just phenom- phenomenal to talk uh, and have you on the show. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, thank you all on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts for listening, uh, because the show is currently on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and tons of other um, platforms that I I was putting together the thumbnail for the video today, and I was like, oh yeah, we're on this and this and this, and I completely forget what they are, what they're all on. Uh, but Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Check us out on all of those. Give us a rating. You can find Kalina on YouTube and Instagram at Story Retold and at her website, www.kalinaherman.com. You can find Victoria on Twitter and Twitch.tv, both under the username VBudkey. And you can find me on YouTube at Nancy Drew Walkthroughs, on Instagram at NDWalkthroughs, and my website, www.ndwalkthroughs.ca. And um, our theme song is called Nancy Drew by Mecca. And I got to say, I want to have I want to have him either on just an interview or on the show because he reached out to me. He's an incredibly nice guy. And he said that he wrote the theme song. Um, He didn't even know what Nancy Drew was. It was more, I think about I think he said about uh, a girl that he liked that he was trying to talk to. And uh, he just like compared her to Nancy Drew in some way. And I was like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Um, so yeah, theme song is Nancy Drew by Mecca, and we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I'm sure you guys have heard that more than enough. Kalina, thank you so much. Victoria, thank you so much. And um, to you listening, thank you so much. If you sent in a question and it, if it got answered, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I really appreciate that. And I hope to see you guys around the internet. And that's about it. Thank you all for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Stay sleuthy. Maybe you could be my Nancy Drew But it ain't no mystery that I fancy you And I could be the shaggy to your Scooby-Doo Me and you together, baby, we can't lose My Nancy Drew